You may be seated. I was struck this week by our Romans passage and the relationship between the love of God in Jesus and identity. So the relationship between love of God and Jesus and identity. You know, each one of us in this room has some kind of conception of who we are, right? We have some, and we have different ways of thinking about it. Maybe uh, we're the person that uh, struggles with depression. That's something that, that we describe ourselves as. Maybe it's, you know, I, I'm the person that survived trauma. Um, I'm the person that got healed. I'm the person that's still sick. Um, it, 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 maybe on a lighter note, you know, I'm, I'm uh, the, the sports geek. I'm the theology nerd. Uh, I'm the comic book fan. Now I'm just describing myself. Um, I, I'm, I'm the crafty, artsy, handy one, right? We, we all have these different ways of describing ourselves and, and uh, thinking about our identity. And some of those things are, are even things that, that we didn't um, put on ourselves, but that somebody else told us, said about us. Maybe when we were really young, or, or maybe later, doesn't matter. But maybe somebody at some point said something at just the right time for it to lodge in your head and maybe even your heart. And the unfortunate thing is there's, that can happen with a lot of good things. But a lot of times that happens with negative things, right? And so maybe now you're thinking things like, I don't know, like I'm the person that just, that just never gets it right. I'm the person that can never say the right thing. I'm the person that just keeps messing up. And you have these different ways of thinking about who you are. It's all just speculation, of course. This is all just ideas to maybe get the, get the juices flowing here, the imagination going. Who are you? How would you describe yourself? If you were to answer that with brutal transparency, just take a minute. What would you say? What's your 10-second elevator pitch about yourself to yourself? I think as fallen human beings, we tend to answer that question by looking inward, mostly, and, and describing ourselves with either a kind of a cruel criticism on the one hand, or maybe an inflated ego on the other, and yet neither of those things could really describe who we are. Even if we're able to somewhat accurately look inside and, and get a good idea and, and accurately describe what's in there, even a positive observation like, I'm good at baseball, I'm nice, I'm patient, whatever, or a negative assertion like, well, I don't speak well, I lose my temper. Those kind of things don't speak they're important, but they don't speak to the most fundamental issues of identity, which are relationship and purpose. Relationship and purpose. And I think we sometimes miss those things when thinking about who we are. We just start describing stuff without thinking about relationships and purpose. For instance, I could describe myself as a father. That's part of my identity. And that's an accurate description because I have biologically fathered children and because I am the spiritual father of a local church. But that description 
on its own without addressing relationships doesn't get at the core of my identity as a father. What makes me a father isn't that I have biologically fathered children. It's that I have a ongoing daily paternal relationship with Jensen, with Selah, with Gwyneth. What makes me uh, a spiritual father isn't just the raw fact that I'm the rector of a church. But it's that I have this specific experience of pastoring Desert Mission Anglican Church. And that shapes my character. That shapes my identity. So our identity has so much to do with the specifics of who we are in relationship with with. We'll come back to that in a little bit. Purpose, too, though, is absolutely vital to understand really anything that is. Uh, You you may see, say, something like a beautiful slab of wood. It's intricately carved. It's carefully polished. It's resting on top of four other pieces of wood. You could describe its artistry, its craftsmanship, how it feels to touch, or the, the sound it makes when it taps. And there might be a lot of beauty to appreciate there. But when it's called a table, now we understand it fully, right? Now we understand what it's for. We get an idea of what this thing is. And moreover, we actually even understand more. We understand its context, right? If you've got a room with a table in it, it becomes a dining room. So purpose, relationships, purpose have so much to do with identity, with understanding who we are. Stick with me here. Because I think that St. Paul really thought this was important, was the most important part of our identities. Because when he introduces himself, he doesn't give us a lot of descriptors about his internal life. Like, we, we don't have a great idea of St. Paul's preferences, his likes, dislikes, insecurities, his hobbies. Like, he never opened a letter by saying, Hi, I'm St. Paul. I like long walks on the beach, mystery novels, and Italian food. Right? That's, that's not how St. Paul introduces himself to people he hasn't met before. In this letter to the Romans, this is a bunch of people he hasn't met before. He, he, he tends to uh, introduce himself in terms of relationship and purpose. The opening uh, chapter here in this letter is a case in point. He says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus. First words, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus. That's the relationship. Called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, and there's the purpose. That's what he wants you to know about him. My relationship, my purpose. Now, there's a deepening of the relationship and purpose, purpose elements here. Because Paul speaks about calling. He says he's called, okay? Calling is the word that we use in the church to describe the link between relationship and and purpose. The ones that we are in relationship with call us to our various purposes in life. So here's just a real basic example. A person may have the knowledge and skills to be a plumber. So they know all this stuff. But it's not until someone literally calls them on the phone and says, can you come fix my toilet? That that person puts that knowledge into practice and becomes a plumber. You tracking with me here? 
So a purpose emerges from a calling in that, in that case, a business relationship. And it goes to all of our relationships. 14 years ago, Amber called me to be her husband. And that became part of my purpose in life. And now that's part of my identity, isn't it? To be Amber's husband. And it goes the other way too. And so on. To our purposes, notice I said purposes. We all have lots of purposes in life. Our purposes in life are expressions of callings in the context of relationships. So we all have multiple purposes arising from relationships. And all of that can form our identity in lots of ways. And yet, there is still one core purpose. One core calling. One core relationship. That if we miss it, our whole identity gets skewed. Most importantly, most fundamentally, God calls each person into a relationship with himself through his son, Jesus. So no matter how well you think you're realizing your purpose in life through your career, your stuff, even your really good and healthy human relationships— those things do not ultimately define you. And if you, if you let them, you, you, will, you will be missing your true identity. Right? No matter how much you and I struggle to make our way through some of those negative labels, those negative things that people put on us at some point, none of those things that people said about us, really either good or bad, can define us either. Ultimately, our identity necessarily grows out of the most fundamental relationship that we can even imagine for ourselves. And that's, of course, the relationship that we have with the one that created us. And listen to this. I hope I'm not overcomplicating this for you. I hope it's helpful because the amazing thing here is that with God, the relationship, the calling, the purpose, the identity that emerges from all those things is wonderfully simple. It's all the same thing. The fundamental relationship is with God. The calling is to God. The purpose is being with God. The identity that emerges is being a true human being made in the image of God. It's all about God. <laughs> so this is all possible in and through, again, God come to us in the flesh in Jesus of Nazareth. So St. Paul goes on here in, in Romans chapter 1, verses 2 through 6. I just got to read it one more time. He promised this really good news that this identity is here and available. He promised it beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who is descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by His resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of His name among all nations. I'm going to pause there. Do you guys see that, okay, we've got a, a relationship, even Jesus' relationship uh, with Israel, Jesus' relationship with God, his, with God the Father, His call which emerges in his purpose, which is what? Uh, to, to, to help us receive and, and, and bring about the obedience of faith, right? Which is eternal life. Okay, listen. 
he's talking about all of this, all of this stuff that Jesus has done for Paul, for his ministry, which, which is to bring the, the, this good news of Jesus Christ to all, among all the nations. And then he says, including you, this ministry belongs to you, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Verse 7 says, all believers. I take it, it's addressed to the letter, to, it's addressed to the church at Rome. But I take this to be applicable to all Christians. That all believers are loved by God and called to be his saints. There's the relationship, there's the purpose, there's the identity. To be a saint, by the way, just simply means to be those that are joined to him, those that share his character, those that find themselves in his family. Like to, to be a saint is to be a set-apart one, to be a holy one. And of course, we know that God is holy. So those of us that find ourselves in connection with God through his son Jesus are therefore holy. We're saints. And this calling comes out of his, out of his love. Do you guys get that? God sent his son Jesus into the world, not because he's mad at the world, because he loves the world. John 3.16. Love is the nature of the fundamental relationship. And love expressed on, on a cross as Jesus fulfilled that calling that he had from the Father. He died for our, our self-destructive ideas of identity. To give us our real identity. And that that act of love on the cross, when we look to that, that is our calling. That's a calling to each of us to, to fulfill our purpose. To love him, to love each other, to be like God in that way. And so you see, today we're talking about love. Love becomes our identity as Christians because, because love is God's identity. Christian is just another word for saying saints. The, Christian comes from this, um, from a way of saying little Christs is what that, what that means. Right? So the idea of being connected with God, having that identity with God through Jesus. So look, we're going to struggle with our sense of identity. We, we all do at some point. But we're going to struggle with our sense of identity when we struggle against the love of God. We're going to struggle with our sense of identity when we struggle against the call to grow closer to Him. We're going to struggle with our sense of identity when we find our, our purposes in anything except being with Him. Right, but here's some good news. I think it's really good news. And that is you do not have to struggle with your identity. And that's because God is already with you. God is already with you. And that is enough to make you one of his saints. So this fundamental identity as someone who loves just as God loves, somebody that's with God, that's something you can receive in this moment as a gift of grace right here right now because of what he's done for you in Jesus you can have that 
grace, that peace in the Holy Spirit that comes from truly knowing who you are. And I like to think of it this way, not just who you are, but whose you are. The next time somebody asks you who you are, next time you're writing a letter or whatever, I don't know. Next time you have a moment maybe of hubris, maybe the next time you have a moment of doubt. Hubris is really some kind of self-doubt, by the way, I think. When you have that moment and you're really wondering, okay, well, who am I? You can give the truest answer based on the Word of God. Both the Word of God written and the Word of God incarnate in Jesus Christ. That God has spoken. You can give this answer. You can say, who am I? I'm loved by God. I'm one of His saints. And that's enough. Amen. Please stand.